Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Margaret Trost, the web editor for Academic Pediatrics, and we're here to discuss an important article recently published in our journal. The title of the article is Road to the Future, Priorities for Child Health Services Research, and we're fortunate to have here today the authors of that article. First, we have Dr. Jerry Fairbrother, the lead author on the article. Jerry is also one of the associate editors for the journal and a senior fellow at Academy Health at the time that she worked on this paper. Jerry, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and your research interests? Hi, I'm pleased to be here and pleased to discuss our paper with you. I'm a health services and policy researcher with a broad portfolio of research topics, but with an emphasis on Medicaid and vulnerable populations. With new themes emerging, such as the emphasis on uh, role of social determinants in health and new delivery system models, I was eager to produce an updated child health services research agenda that recognized cutting-edge thinking. And I was eager to work with these great colleagues, Lisa Simpson, Denise Doherty, Rosina Pradhananga. Hi, Denise. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role in this publication? Hi, I'm very pleased to be here, too. I was the project officer for this effort when I was senior advisor for child health and quality improvement at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Agency for Healthcare Research Quality. I also listened in on as many interviews as I could and helped draft the article. I'm now a consultant continuing to work on child and adolescent health and well-being, both physical and mental. That's wonderful. So this is Rosina Pradahanga. Can you tell us a little bit more about your role in the project? Sure. I am now a senior manager at Academy Health, and I contributed to data collection efforts and development of the manuscript. Wonderful. Finally, we have Dr. Lisa Simpson, who's the president and CEO of Academy Health. Dr. Simpson, can you tell us more about Academy Health and how it relates to child health services research? And maybe the audience would like to know a little bit more about exactly what child health services research really is. Thank you, Margaret, and and, uh, it's great to be here with my co-authors. So to answer your question, Academy Health represents health services researchers in the United States, including child health services research. Um, And like the rest of the the field of health services research, those who focus on children are really a highly multidisciplinary group um, of researchers. And we focus on a number of questions, such as the ways health and healthcare are organized, how public health and healthcare impact individual and national well-being, and how public health and healthcare could be improved. And the Child Health Interest Group at Academy Health is one of the oldest of our 18 interest groups and has over 700 members. Finally, on a more personal note, I am a pediatrician by training and also a child health services researcher myself and have been involved in the development of previous broad CHSR agendas. Great. Well, it's good to have everybody here today. And the next thing I'd like to do is to get into the article itself. So this paper presents a summary of the policy and literature relevant to child health services research over the past few decades and provides priorities to guide research endeavors going forward. In the paper, it says that the last such agenda was done about 15 years ago. So when I was reading the article, I wondered why was a new guide needed and what has changed in child health services research over the past 15 years? And Jerry, maybe you would like to start answering that question. Well, thank you. First of all, it's actually about 20 years since the field of child health services research came into its own as part of health and health services research. In 1997, JAMA published an article by Chris Forrest, now at CHOP, Carolyn Clancy, then a senior research manager at ARC, and Lisa Simpson that identified why children were not just little adults and why they needed a specific focus within health research. 
This became known as the 4Ds article because it laid out four special characteristics of children as a population of research and policy interest. And about the same time, NIH defined clinical research to include HSR, and both NIH and ARC specified that children were to be included in all research. Another research agenda in the late 1990s was the result of a major effort focused on healthcare quality, led by Neil Halfon, Mark Schuster, Wendy Valentine, and Beth McGlynn. The new research agenda is similar to earlier ones in that it was developed with multiple leaders in pediatric HSR. It's different from past efforts in at least two ways. It incorporates new themes, and it stresses doing research that can affect policy. So I want to take a minute to talk about these new themes that have emerged. One is a major focus on income inequality, and that needs to be incorporated in children's research. Others include new payment models, including value-based purchasing, uh, accountable care organizations, and, and how they affect children. And finally, two other major themes. One is our understanding of the life course perspective and how important it is not just to look at the effect of policies or interventions on children today, but rather over their life course. And the final theme I'd like to highlight is uh, computing power, that we have much more than we did 20 years ago, and big data. Big data is coming into its own and needs to be uh, a force in our research. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, 20 years ago, we wouldn't have been recording a podcast and distributing it on the internet. So I guess a lot has changed in 20 years. In the paper, you guys talked about a very labor-intensive process that you used to arrive at your final recommendations. And it started with conversations with senior experts and then refined research questions through stakeholder interviews. How long did that process take? And did you encounter any unexpected challenges or benefits during all those discussions? Jerry, maybe you can take that. I will. Denise, as our funder, always highlights that the largest challenge was working with a limited amount of financial resources. But fortunately, we benefited from the pediatric community's typical ardent commitment to enhancing child health. So I'm going to ask Rosina to describe the process. She was the closest to it. Thank you, Jerry. The entire process took over a year and began with assembling key leaders in the field, including presidents of AAP and APA, along with chairs of research and policy groups within these organizations, as well as the Academy Health Child Health Interest Group, to essentially identify the six key research domains. Subsequently, we gathered suggestions for research topics that would be relevant for the six key domains uh, from research and policy groups that were part of the professional societies that I mentioned earlier. They also went through a process of prioritizing the research questions within the research domains. Finally, we refined and shaped the priorities by engaging policy and community-level individuals through two national-level conferences. Okay, great. And you mentioned those six key domains that were the ultimate product of all these interviews. Um, and I'm just going to read them for our listeners. So they are, number one, framing children's health issues so they are compelling to policymakers and other leaders. Two, addressing poverty and other social determinants of child health. Three, achieving equity. Four, preventing, diagnosing, and treating high burden health conditions. Five, improving performance of health systems and six, improving the child health services research enterprise and infrastructure. And that's a lot. 
uh, a lot to take in. So I wanted to know, um, you know, if, if each of you had a favorite domain. Well, this is Denise again. And my favorite, I think, is the framing domain. Not that I came up with it. One of our experts who did. One thing that hasn't changed to the extent it should have is the share of attention in health research and health-related policy that goes to children and adolescents. And this is despite the attention that children get during campaigns for office. After all, 25% of the U.S. population is aged birth through 17, and children's health has long-term and widespread consequences, as we now know more and more about. Hopefully, quote-unquote, framing research could help us come up with a message that would make investment in child health services research and children overall more compelling. So that was Denise's favorite, and uh, my I actually have two favorites. Being asked to choose is like being asked to choose which is your favorite child, and I just can't do that. <laughs> I understand. But I wanted to talk about two domains. One is the domain involving poverty and social determinants. We're learning more and more that these underlie many and probably most, of health outcomes that we're seeing. And these social determinants also underlie much of the inequity in outcomes. The urgency, we think, of this research in this domain is highlighted by the fact that anti-poverty policies, and remember we said that uh, one of the new things about this research is that it addresses policies. Anti-poverty policies are under threat in the new tax plan, in the budget in the attempts to repeal and replace ACA, the Affordable Care Act, in reductions to Medicaid and SNAP. So it's especially important to produce evidence, it seems to me, to show how these programs themselves, the delivery system of these programs, and actually the funding level, can affect children's health and well-being. And not just immediately, but over a life course. So my second favorite is uh, improving the performance of the healthcare system, the domain that has to do with that. Now, I think that the new delivery system models and the emphasis on value-based purchasing um, and its role in improving quality offer a promise for improving care and controlling costs. And I think, for, and for that reason, I think it, it, it's a favorite of mine to emphasize that. Yeah, controlling costs is certainly important. Um, and I, I thank you for choosing two domains um, to highlight. How about you, Rosina? Do you have a favorite one? Yes, I gravitate to the sixth domain, which is improving the child health services research enterprise and its infrastructure. A distinguishing factor about this domain is a focus on big data and its role in advancing child health services research. We now have a proliferation of wide variety of data sources such as electronic health records, genomic data, and data from personal health tracking applications, just to name a few. And these data have the potential to be linked with other data sources such as education, SNAP, tax, or other financial data. Therefore, enabling a multi-sectoral approach to child health services research, which can help expand the evidence base. And the second reason that I like this domain is that it also calls for more multidisciplinary research, including economics, data science, epidemiology, and health policy to address child health challenges. Yeah, thanks, Rosina. So we kind of summarized which ones are your favorite uh, or highlighted the ones that you guys really like, but which of the domains are the most different from the prior recommendations? Jerry, do you think you could address that? Well, the prior research agendas emphasized research on interventions within the health system, healthcare system, 
uh, looking at what the healthcare system could do to produce given outcomes, how they could improve their services to improve outcomes. Our new priorities emphasize the role of factors outside the healthcare system, like social determinants. And the recommended research agenda is aimed at producing evidence that more ex- explicitly affects policy decision. And I'd like to stress that what's different here with this agenda is that we've brought the themes together in a coherent frame. In the last 20 years, much research has been done and much is known about the individual themes and individual domains and the new research to build on what we already know. But we haven't brought it all together in a, in a coherent research agenda, research agenda package for the future. And that's also what's new here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bringing it all together and for the first time, really. That's great. Another thing that I wanted to touch on is just that in addition to maybe what things are different from prior recommendations, that we live in a very different world right now. A lot has happened politically since you wrote the paper. There's a new president, a focus on smaller government, proposed cuts to social programs, as you've alluded to, especially CHIP and SNAP. So how have these changes affected your recommendations or have they really? Jerry? Well, our recommendations were made in 2015 and early 2016. And thinking back, let's all of us think back, many of us envisioned a different future for children and child health research than the one we have right now. Mm-hmm. However, I think the political changes make the recommendations more important than ever. The threats to Medicaid in particular and other anti-poverty programs enhance the importance of continuing to look at the impact of any policy or programmatic changes, including funding level. And assuming continued child health services research funding, the community can build on new data added to our existing deep knowledge base to advocate for changes that would benefit children and the nation. And further, another change, building on building more economics, as we have, um, have called for, into child health services research training could also be helpful in creating capacity to tie social determinants, health, and economic progress together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talk about child health services training. So let's say that I'm a young pediatric researcher, maybe I'm in fellowship, or maybe I'm a child health services researcher, and I'm interested in child health services. How would you recommend that I take your guidelines and put them to use as I'm starting my career? Well, uh, excellent question. I'm happy to, to speak to that. The recommendations highlight the importance of working across professional disciplines and using new methods for working with big data and for translation, dissemination, and implementation science. Intervention research can also be more expensive. So I'd suggest that our junior investigators begin to involve themselves in advocacy for research funding, as well as for policy changes. With respect to topics, our young researchers should consider looking at the effects of promising models that go beyond delivery of traditional healthcare service deliver health. Well, that's great. You're getting me excited about being a young researcher in this new world. And now that you've put these guidelines out here and these young researchers are going to be using them going forward, how are you going to determine if your guide is really working? Well, interestingly, one of the things we discovered is that almost no one has come up with a way to evaluate whether such agendas actually result in change. One exception is that the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation previously funded IOM, now the National Academy of Medicine, to assess what resulted from some of the IOM future of nursing agendas. Their work could be a model for other funders to consider. 
Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's an encouraging thought. Aside from just maybe trying to assess if the guide is working, what's your next step with the project? Is there a next step? Well, yes, there's a next step. We now uh, have put out an agenda that we hope people will follow. So the next step is to publicize it in the hopes that people will follow it. Publicize it with foundations and funding agencies so as to encourage adoption. For example, our funding partners could post the podcast in the paper. Yeah, I hope that they do that. And hopefully people listen to our podcast, (laughs) since I think it's been very engaging. Since this is kind of the end of our time, is there anything else that you'd like our listeners to know about child health services research and your very important work? Well, I'd like to leave our listeners with three thoughts. First, that with the proposed budget cuts and other policy changes that drastically cut health and social programs and change their financing and delivery, it's more important than ever to have a research agenda that focuses on the effects of policies, policies such as these, not just within the healthcare system, but effects on the policies that sit above, that the healthcare system works within. Mm-hmm. So the second point I'd like to stress is the interconnectedness of the domains, which means that research in, for example, poverty and social determinants can affect the equity domain. Related to this is the need for research across subject areas and across disciplines. We need economists, experts in poverty and community, and a host of other disciplines. And related to this, we need and will have data that cuts across sectors and subject areas. And finally, my last thought is that framing research is needed to ensure that support for addressing these questions is available. Yeah, I think that that is great. This is really important work. And I think that that, that, that's it. That's it for today's podcast. I really appreciate all of my uh, guests today joining us to discuss this uh, important topic. And in the future, we're going to continue to have other discussions of interesting publications in the journal Academic Pediatrics. So that's it for today. Thank you, everybody.